Hey friends, what is up? Thank you so much for tuning in to Pep Talk Time with me, Jess, as your host. Remember, my goal is to help remind and inspire you that no matter what season of life you are in, you are not alone. You got this. Man, oh man, do I feel like it has been a hot second. It definitely has, that is for certain. But to be honest, I did that strategically. My family and I, we actually just got back from a conference that I've actually been attending over the last five years. And I knew that if I waited to talk about this topic after I got back, that my message would be a heck of a lot stronger because the fire burning in my stomach would be that much stronger. And that could not be more true. For those of you that tuned into my last podcast, which thank you so much, but you know that we talked a lot about our physical health. And the podcast before that, we talked a lot about our mental health, which leads me to today to talk about our financial health. And I really just wanted to make sure that my first three podcasts really embodied everything that I personally, in my own experience, solidify such a good foundation for just a healthy way to live your life. In my opinion, and from my own experience, once again, I really feel that if you focus on your mental health, your physical health, and your financial health, there's so many other aspects of your life that will reap such a positive benefit. When I sat down today though, and I started to think of different areas that I wanted to touch upon when talking about your financial health, there were so many things that came to mind right away. I mean, the list literally went on and on. It started with how did my husband and I get married and pay for a wedding and purchase our house within a first year? Or how did we use the debt buster system to tackle credit card debt? I mean, the list literally went on. But if I'm going to be totally transparent and honest, as I promised as I would be with these podcasts, I didn't want to come on here and be a hypocrite. I wanted to come on here and be totally, utterly transparent with physical health, financial health, and mental health. How could I sit here on the other end of this podcast and talk to you about the way that you should feel about your money and the relationship that you have with it if it's something that I'm personally still working on. So instead, what I want to do is I want to tell you what my relationship with money looks like, why it looks that way, and how over the past couple years I've been able to tackle the relationship I have with money into making it something greater. Now, don't get me wrong. When I first heard of the term having a relationship with your money, I kind of laughed to myself. You know, I always visualized relationships in my life, such as relationships with my husband, friends, family members, coworkers, the list goes on and on. I never actually realized that as human beings, we have a relationship with money. It actually wasn't until I read the book, You Are a Badass at Making Money. If you have not read this book yet, I highly encourage you to do so. Once again, it's called You Are a Badass at Making Money. Get the paperback version of it, get a pen, and get a highlighter because it's about to rock your world. What I love so much about the book is the author literally challenges you to think about your own relationship with money. So as I was turning the pages in the book, I started realizing that not only did I have a relationship with money, but that the relationship that I had with money was awful. I looked at it as being this thing that I was constantly chasing. But what the book also challenged me to do was to realize why was my relationship with money that way? And that's when the light bulb kind of went off. It really kind of brought me back to my childhood. 
I had an amazing childhood. Two unbelievably hardworking parents. I mean, literally, they work from when the sun goes up in the morning to when the sun goes down. But growing up, money was always the forefront of every conversation. If we were going out to dinner as a family, it was a treat. Vacations were an absolute treat. When I looked at college, it was the money that we were talking about. There was just so much conversation that was based around money where it constantly felt as though it was something that I had to chase. And it made my relationship with money extremely negative. What I realized now in my adult life is that as I grew in this negative relationship with money, there were so many things that held me back from making exciting choices and dreaming and doing things. In order to wine and dine with my husband, I had to feel very worthy. And then if we did wine and dine, I would feel extremely guilty. And it started to consume my thoughts about money, about the guilt around it, around the guilt of treating ourselves to a vacation. And I'll, I'll never forget, though, when that light bulb moment really went off. And that was actually as I was getting ready to graduate college. I found myself in this hamster wheel of life where you go to work, you go to school, you pay the bills, and you do it over and over again. And I noticed that my dreams were just kind of fading because all I was focused on was getting to work to get that paycheck to pay the bills and so on and so forth. But kind of going back to that aha moment that I had for myself, it was actually when I had called up my mom after I had sat down with my guidance counselor. And it was that day that my guidance counselor had told me that I was looking at over $20,000 in student loan debt. And I remember calling my mom because the monthly payments that I was going to have on my college degree didn't match the income that I was making in my corporate job. And I just remembered crying to her and bawling my eyes out about how am I going to get through this and what's going to happen next. And I'll never forget what she said on the other line. And she just said that it was normal. You know, she said, Jess, it's normal. You're not the only college student that's going through this. There are so many other people out there that are in debt that have these feelings about money and, you know, you're going to get through it. Put one foot in front of the other and you got this. But the thing that stood out to me the most was the word normal. The fact that my mom used the word normal. Because if that is what normal was, I didn't want to be normal. Because in my opinion, it's not normal to have to cry yourself to sleep about the burden that money and finances are, are causing you. It's not normal to constantly have to check your debit card every time you go out to eat. It's not normal to have to say yes to certain things and no to other things. In my opinion, that's not normal. I knew it wasn't normal and that's why I knew I had to make a change. Because I no longer wanted to let the concept of money control my everyday thoughts. I'm going to read a quote to you out of the book, You Are About Us at Making Money, the book that I had previously referred to. It says, if you want to live a life that you've never lived, you have to do things you've never done. Maybe the life that you want to live is in Bora Bora. Maybe it's traveling the world. But for me, the life that I have always wanted to live was just a life where money didn't consume me. Or a life where I could give more without having to think so much about doing it. A life where I could go to church and make a larger donation than I typically do. Or a life where I'm able to say yes to every single family member and travel to see them because I'm able to do so. That's the life that I have always wanted to live. And I knew that in order to have that type of life, I had to make decisions that maybe were uncomfortable and that maybe weren't the norm. I challenged myself over that next year to start looking around I started to slow down and I started to look around at people and to see what they were doing. 
And what I realized was that the most successful people were the ones who had turned a purposeful passion into a career. And that's when I realized that the majority of people simply just go to their nine to five to get their bills paid for, to just wait for that bi-weekly Friday to roll around to collect a paycheck. And that's the exact path that I was on. I want you to ask yourself, is what you're doing day in and day out something that you love so much that it's forcing you to not even think about that paycheck that's coming to follow? Because I could tell you right now, five years ago, that's not where I was. I simply clocked in and clocked out to get that paycheck, to pay those bills, and to do the same thing every single week. But I knew that in order to break that cycle where money controlled every aspect of my life, I had to start looking at money differently. And for me, that meant that I had to follow that path that might have been uncomfortable, that might have been outside of the norm. But going back to the quote, if I wanted to live a life that I had never had, I had to start doing things that I had never done. So for me, the biggest breakthrough that I had and the only way that I was able to start focusing on mending the relationship that I had with money was to get off the hamster wheel that I had been living on for so long. I stopped allowing money to be the forefront of every single decision I made. I started to dream more. I started to follow my purpose. And that's honestly what I challenge you with today is to ask yourself, how was your relationship with money? Maybe it's a good one. Maybe it's a bad one. Maybe you've never even thought about having a relationship with money. But I can tell you right now from my own experience, being able to accept that I didn't have a good relationship with money, but also having the willpower and the desire to actually want to change it and to mend it and to fix it, it has set me free in so many different areas of my life. Don't get me wrong. It's not perfect. It's still something that I'm working on right now. I still catch myself making money the forefront of every decision that we make whether it's renovating our home whatever the case might be for you I'm not sure but I want you to challenge yourself to start dreaming again to start doing again and to stop letting money be the one tangible thing that's holding you back because the reality is it's not money that's holding you back it's you and your thoughts around money It's still something I'm working on, but we all deserve to live that life because I can tell you right now that at the end of the tunnel, at the end of the tunnel of mending this relationship with money, there's a light and that light signifies freedom. And in my opinion, there is no better freedom than the freedom of money. Freedom to stop letting money rule our every decision. It is so freeing to be able to accept that there is a relationship there with money. And if it's not a good one, to work on it because we are worthy of living out our dreams. No matter what the case might be, no matter what the circumstances are in your life, don't let it hold you back. You are worthy of so much because at the end of the day, you got this. Thank you all so much for tuning in today to Pep Talk Time with me, Jess, as your host. Hopefully, you are able to take something away from today's podcast, whether it is starting to work on the relationship that you have with money, maybe it's starting to mend one, and maybe it's even to follow your dreams so you don't have to look at money the same way. I can tell you right now that no matter what it is, at the end of the day, you got this. Thank you guys so much, and until next time.